Hi, this is Erica Monique, and I am the host and creator of Natural Soul Conversations, the platform for people that are black persuasion, that are melanated, however you want to call it. You know, right now we call ourselves black, African-Americans, Afro-Americans, a black first, whatever. If you look like us, this is the place for us, all right? We're going to talk about everything from pop culture to politics, science, finance, health, education, and you know we're going to talk about sticky relationships. Whatever it is, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to do it as a family. And you know, just like with our families, we might argue, we might not disagree, but we're going to do it as a family. We're going to keep it cute, and we're going to respect each other. So sit back, relax, and Let's have that conversation. Hello, family, and welcome back to Natural Soul Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Monique. And last week, we met with Linda Coleman, and she gave us the wonderful conversation, Art in Mixed Spaces. What I revealed to you guys last week is we actually spoke for two hours. That second hour had to do with perseverance, pressing through, doing it when you don't feel like doing it. And I have to tell you, as she gave her testimony on pressing through beyond on beyond all obstacles, it really blessed my heart. It really inspired me. And I want you guys to have that same that same experience that I had. So sit back and enjoy this conversation, doing it when you don't feel like doing it. You paint what things should be rather than what they are. Remember making that comment? Okay. My question is, um, is there a reason, because that one would say that that will be a safe way uh, to approach your art form, in a sense. Um, Would you say that or would you say that you are being... Oh, I don't want to lead. I don't want to lead you. Would you say that 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 would be accurate or no? Um, I think it's uh, a little bit of both because some of my art, mm-hmm. I paint things how it ought to be, you know, with love, happiness, and all of that positive stuff. But then sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on what's going on, mm-hmm. in- awesome. Okay. Um, and do you ever sometimes get? Sometimes we need the uh. That shock, oh, yeah. that awareness, yeah. that wake up call. Do you ever get any pushback uh, from, well, let me ask you this. Do you ever paint anything that is explosive? Racially explosive. Um, I mm-hmm. can't, I can't say that I have, Yes, but that, but I don't mm-hmm. want to limit myself. I mean, cause that all can change. Uh, whatever I'm uh, dealing with or experiencing or I'm mm-hmm. picking up that other people are experiencing, uh, I might be led to create something in that in that vein or mm. I may write a poem about it or I may photograph uh, something to identify that. So it, it just all depends on how I'm you being meant- led mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry. spiritually. Yeah, I so you know we we've been discussing your art as in your drawings and, and paintings. Um, I forgot that you're also you you also write poetry, and you just mentioned that you also are a photographer. Tell me about those particular art forms. Uh, well, I started. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I've always you know wrote things down, jotted things down. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if it rhymed or not. 
uh but i started uh writing uh poetry mm -hmm. i'd say mid 2002 and i think it was with the the death of my father mm -hmm. uh december 31st 2002 and then uh the following year you know uh mm -hmm. my sister passing away november the 2nd 2003 so i had already started of writing to identify, you know, just express myself mm -hmm. and get the thoughts, you know, out of my head and stuff like that. Um, but I'm noticing now with, with the pandemic and everything, I'm finding myself mm. having the, a desire to write more. So if anybody that follows me, they'll see my, um, my writings are, uh, on social mm. media platforms are more intense now because things, I mean, because a lot of people are suffering yes. with, uh, Yes. Mental illness, just mental anguish, uh, grief, mm -hmm. uh, disappointment, setback, mm -hmm. feeling shortchanged, feeling betrayed. I mean, the list is just endless. And so um, for the past mm -hmm. going on, I think next will be five weeks now. I've oh, been wow. waking up at 3 a.m. like clockwork, no alarm clock. Mm -hmm. And God has been having me pray. And so what I've been doing on, mm -hmm. I've been making a post on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn saying hey it's 3 a.m my oh. inbox is open for prayer and i'm like okay god what are you doing and so on all three social media platforms my inbox has been you mm -hmm. know people from all walks of life saying hey i saw your post i didn't want to comment but can you pray for this or i've had people just flat out post mm -hmm. their prayer requests in the comments you know, they didn't care. Like, look, I, I I need somebody to touch and agree with me because I don't know what else to do. And I saw your post. Thank you for being bold enough and being up mm. at 3 a.m. to even uh, want to pray, you know, for other people besides yourself. So I think it's just a sign of the, of the times because, again, picking up in the spirit, not just what I'm dealing with, but what other people uh, as a mm -hmm. whole is uh uh, dealing with so yeah so next week will be like five weeks i mean mm -hmm. i mean 3 a.m i mean like around about 2 45 it's like okay get up get myself situated and so between 3 a.m to 6 a.m mm -hmm. or between 3 a.m to 4 a.m i'm up uh playing um i got a prayer request about mm. a young man that's uh that's in a coma and uh you know the family doesn't believe mm -hmm. in God, but he had started going to a church. So a church member reached out to me and say, hey, the family wants to pull the plug, but we're believing God for a miracle. Can you touch and agree mm. with us that God can work a miracle? So mm -hmm. that's been my prayer throughout this day because God right. still wow. is a miracle working God. Mm -hmm. So I've seen God move. You know, I've sent one. I've, I've I've had the talk where the doctors said, "Well, mm. if they make it through the night." I've had that told mm -hmm. to me, like I like I mentioned about my father uh, being in the hospital and four you know four arteries blocked, and the doctor said, "Oh well, if he can make it through in the morning," mm. and then they told mm -hmm. me, "Oh, we can't hear you pray anyway." But I didn't receive that, so I shared that testimony with the young lady. That okay, the doc. Mm -hmm. This is what the doctor said that my dad wouldn't hear me pray. Right. But, I'm going to step out and, and, and believe oh, God. Wow. And so my father did hear me pray for him. Obedient. So I'm glad I'm being obedient in opening up, you know, my, my inbox, you know, the, the scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. No, it don't feel good. No, uh, sometimes I'm sleepy, but I, I never know who is mm -hmm. really battling mm -hmm. 
in their mind, you know. Uh, and so if I can sacrifice a few hours of sleep to uh, pray on the behalf of someone else uh, to stay here a little while longer when they're being mm. tempted to leave here before time. See, because the enemy is coming to try to shortchange people, trying to talk people mm. out of their destiny, mm -hmm. trying to tell people they're nothing, they're nobody, uh, right. and want them to die with their gifts. You know, I did a prayer uh, back on September the 11th, and I recorded it and uploaded it to SoundCloud, and I shared it on Facebook. And one of the things I say in the prayer is that we all mm. should want to die empty, leaving everything, every gift, every talent that God has blessed mm -hmm. us with that has anointed us that we need to die empty because some somewhere, somebody somewhere is counting on us and waiting Absolutely. on us to do what you God know, has And now I'm going to do that um, for this particular interview because um, I had a, I, when I structured this interview, I had one particular topic in mind and that was, I, you know, specifically wanted to talk about, art in mixed spaces, but we have talked about everything really but that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, yeah, know. and then even, um, even <laughs> in what you just shared, um, maybe it should be, um, you know, something along the lines of using your art to the fullest in, in every capacity you know, being obedient, like you say, to get up at 3 a.m. Because I tell you, um, I've had those uh, umptions also, but you know what I do? Um, and this, I'm just being very transparent. What I do is I pick up <laughs> my phone and I start scrolling through my social media, uh, seeing what's going on in pop culture, you know, maybe seeing what's going on in the political mm -hmm. arena. Instead of saying, you know what, maybe that's God nudging me to say, hey, I, you know, I want your attention. I want to talk to you about something. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I and now I'm, I'm being very honest, right. you know, um, in fact, um, to be even more honest, I don't it's been decades that I've slept more than three hours um at a time consecutively. In other words, I'll see I'll sleep three hours and I will wake okay. up exactly three hours later. Now it's 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 um wow it's uh it's down. I don't sleep even three hours. Now it's like I'm lucky if I sleep two hours before waking up and then I'm up for maybe an hour and then I go to sleep again and I wake up exactly if it's you know, it could be two hours or it can be an hour, but I do that all through the night, all through the night. And, you know, maybe, maybe I should pay attention to that, <laughs> you know, because um, maybe God's trying to tell me something. Yes, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. and 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. are known for the witching hours. And that's when witches and warlocks uh, pray the mm. most to cast spells to uh launch a, a really? attacks in the spirit um, realm. How did you how yes how, how did you how did you come up how, how did you come to this information? Uh I've uh, been uh, a member mm -hmm. of uh several deliverance ministries and so um uh, in some of the ministry classes they tell us 
you know, uh, you know, they had had us read different books on, mm -hmm. you know, deliverance ministry and and, and how to minister, how mm -hmm. how to work the altar and how to mm -hmm. be sensitive to the uh, Holy Spirit and so on. Like in one of the trainings, they say, you know, 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. to 6 a.m. and 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's that's the time when is the, the enemy mm. attacks mm -hmm. the most. You know, it seems like uh, coming up uh, as a kid, when we would get a call that a family member has passed away, it has always been between mm. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. that I can that I can recall, whether it was uh, my grandmother uh, passing away at the hospital or hearing about a, a cousin passing away. It has always been between those mm. hours, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And I tell people all the time, I can't explain it, but ever since I was a kid, uh, when bad news is on the other end mm. of the line, the phone rings different. The ringtone is the same, but the mm -hmm. phone rings a little different to almost prepare uh, me or us who's ever there to brace yourself, prepare yourself. When you are dealing with spiritual matters, then the attacks upon you are heightened. Is that Has that been your... Oh, yes, yeah. that's been your experience. Oh yes, mm -hmm. that is that is so true, and I don't know. I might need to write a book mm -hmm. on that or do a workshop on that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been times um, uh, we discussed uh, the last time I talked to you. I talked about my, you know, fifteenth annual uh, conference. Yes. Um, well, the enemy attacked the very very first conference. Mm. You know, um, my sister was battling adult leukemia. Mm. And, um, you know, so, but she, this is what she did. She is, was getting ready to check out again, mm. getting ready to leave this world. Mm -hmm. And she makes me promise her that I would not cancel mm. my conference. Mm. Now, this is my first conference. I've already gone on KZI 88.7 mm -hmm. a couple of times promoting the event. Did this, I've already printed let me, out. Let me just tell you, this is, this is, uh, a um an Austin um radio station um for for the community. Okay, go ahead. I just want to make sure they know. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh I already uh had two hundred and fifty color flyers printed out and distributed at the different libraries, recreation centers. So this is my first one. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing anything for God, that the very first one, how you start a mm. thing. And so I could have easily said, you know what, let me go ahead and counsel the conference. Uh, but that that was what the enemy would have wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you know, people would understand, okay, yeah, she's dealing with some stuff. Her sister is 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 dying and stuff like that. So we can understand that. But at the same time, obedience is better than sacrifice, and being obedient doesn't always feel good. Mm -hmm. And so God was like, Okay, mm -hmm. I told you to do this conference. Mm -hmm. Because remember, I got rejected from for different from different galleries here in town. Right. So God told me to do this conference. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, well, do this conference and, and um, while everything is good. He just said, do, it. do the conference mm -hmm. and not only do it for you, but open doors for other people. Mm. So, you know, and I, you know, and I tell people, I tell them, be careful when you tell God, no matter what. Oof. Those words were there, no matter what, because the enemy is going to try to uh, make you eat those words, make you take that testimony back. Mm. Wow. So my sister made me promise. Mm -hmm that I uh, was not to counsel the conference. Mm. 
So I promised her that I would not cancel the conference, but I also promised her that I would be by her side to the end. Mm. See, mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, my God, how am I going to do this? So while uh, she's, you know, she's fighting mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, you know, talking to the doctors, you know, some days are better than others right. and some days are worse or whatever. So I was going, visiting, you know, planning the conference, getting the, the singers, mm -hmm. dances, everybody on the program. Like I said, it's the first one. You kind of don't know how it's going to go and stuff like that. So me trying to organize this event, but then still be there. Uh, for my sisters mm -hmm. and still be there uh, for my mom and stuff like that because we just had buried my dad, mm. you know, the first part of the year. So, okay, wow, mm. all of this is happening and this is going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so the enemy attacked, the enemy came in. Yeah, mm. won't you go ahead and counsel? She won't know that you didn't keep your promise. Wait a minute, devil, you alive. Right. I know that I didn't keep right. my promise to her. Mm. So I had to make up in my mind, no matter what mm -hmm. may come, that I was going to do this conference. Wow. So what I did was I tell people all the time when people call me and ask me what I think about a conference, and I tell them, if it's of God, mm -hmm. the event, whatever it is, the event should go on whether you are there or not. Absolutely. So I put people in place that if we got a call, because I promised mm -hmm. that I wouldn't cancel this show, mm -hmm. but I also promised that I was going to be there by her side. So if we would got a call from the hospital saying, okay, we're calling the family in, mm -hmm. I had already people, people put in place mm -hmm. to carry on the event mm -hmm. in case I had to leave. Wow. So I had uh, a backup uh, MC. Mm -hmm. I had a backup uh, piano player. I had a backup person to do poetry mm -hmm. just in the event that we had to leave. Right. So the event happened November, November 1st, 2003. Mm -hmm. So I kept my promise that I did not cancel the event. Mm. But when I tell you when it was over, I was glad that it was over. Uh, God moved. People were healed. People were touched. People wow. were inspired. Mm -hmm. But I was exhausted yeah. at the end of the event. And so we went uh, to the hospital and shared with my sister. You know, the event went over a well and stuff like that. And I think that the next night, because it was November 1st, so she passed away the next night, oh, wow. November the 2nd. What the enemy mm. is going to throw at you to try to make you take those uh, words back, but I kept my promise. I mm -hmm. kept my promise to the point to where yeah. uh, I was the last person at the wake because I said I was going to be, be by her side mm -hmm. no matter what to the end. So to me, to the end was fully to the end. Not her passing away at the hospital. Yeah. Yes, that's part of it, but well. last person at the wake where they mm -hmm. cut the lights off and then last one at the gravesite. Everybody mm -hmm. had left the gravesite and I'm the last one there before I got in the wow. car. Because I want to wow. make sure that I kept my promise on every level. Be by her side to the end, no matter what. Yeah. So the grave is the farthest that I could go yeah. on this side. So I tell people, be careful. Yeah. I don't promise wow. um, quickly. But when I do make a promise, I already got it yeah. in my mind. If I can physically get there, if I'm not, you know, strapped to the hospital bed, or wrapped around mm -hmm. a pole in the car wreck or in a jail somewhere. If I promise mm -hmm. you that I'm going to do something, 
I'm I'm going to be there. If I got the limp to be yeah. on a crutch or whatever. So I'm very careful when I tell people I promise them. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that because uh, yeah. a lot of times yeah. we use words loosely, but, uh, but words are very powerful. Yeah. So uh, in that, mm-hmm. all those attacks came, but I still was able to obey God and so were ministered to, but mm-hmm. then also keep my word to my sister and not knowing then that years mm. later that I will be sharing a testimony to encourage other people that mm. yes, you are being attacked, mm-hmm. your event is being attacked, what could go wrong is going wrong, but just to push through. And so when I share yeah. with people that's that's going through trying to put their event together, they feel like they're not getting support, the ticket sales are low, the, the person that was supposed to do the music is running late, or the person who's going to be on the program speaks mm-hmm. down for the last minute. I was like, look, I know these things seem big to you, and I know they are. I said, mm-hmm. but these things are minor. You can get through these. They're minor mm-hmm. in that you yes. have to know that obviously you're doing something good for the enemy to either want to attack you to stop it. So mm-hmm. I said, now, mm-hmm. if you can push through mm-hmm. this, get through the first one, you will have this victory under your belt and right. you can reflect back on it. And then they'll say, well, how do you know? And then I yes. say, well, have you ever had to do something when death was looming and God is still requiring of you to do? Mm. They say, what do you mean? So I share the testimony about my first conference giving my word mm-hmm. to God that I would do it and giving my word to my sister that I would be there. And so when I share that with them, they're mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I'm complaining about the sound system and people not showing up, mm-hmm. not being on a program and your sister was dying. Let me get mm-hmm. up from here and let me stop my pity party. Mm-hmm. And so they mm-hmm. get up and they do their Wow. Mm-hmm. And my mentor, uh, artist uh, Deborah Roberts, uh, she challenged me to say, "You want to, mm-hmm. you want to do this art thing. You want, you want to be a true artist. I challenge you to do Bacanshi because if you can do Bacanshi festival and deal with people <laughs> criticizing your work right in your face, and you still uh, have integrity mm. and character, and still go on and and say this is why you painted this or whatever, and stick by your prices, mm-hmm. then you you can be an artist anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I took the challenge mm. and uh, and I did the country festival. And so back in mm-hmm. 1996, the booth fee was like $225 and something like that. And the job that I had at the time, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, okay, they wasn't giving us enough overtime for me to to, to do because mm-hmm. successful. But you know what? Uh, I can just look mm-hmm. back. God had his hand on my life. Like I knew mm-hmm. that this is what he wanted mm-hmm. me to do. So remember I, mm-hmm. I already mentioned, be careful when you tell God no matter what. <laughs> so <laughs> I, me, right. being crazy, that crazy faith, mm-hmm. I told God, I said, God, if you mm-hmm. open up a door for me to be at Pecan Street Festival, I will be there no matter what. How about mm. about three or four days later? Now I'm working at a computer place mm-hmm. back in the warehouse. They come back to us in the warehouse to get computer mm-hmm. 
uh, parts in the place that I work at, we program computer chips to go into phones and pagers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So one of the black executives came back to the warehouse. I thought it was already weird mm -hmm. because usually all the executives are gone by five. It's about seven o'clock. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. this is odd for her to be back here. And me and her have had, you know, conversations before, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, like how how you doing or whatever. And so she came back to the warehouse. Yeah. And I had got permission to put some of my art up on the wall back in the warehouse in my in my work area. Mm -hmm. So she comes back there and hands me the paperwork. Oh, mm -hmm. can I get these parts? I said, Okay, yes, ma'am. And so she's standing there just looking at the artwork. And then she tilts her head sideways to the right and to the left. And then she says, <laughs> Oh, this artwork is beautiful. And I started grinning. I said, Oh, you like those pictures mm. up there? She's like, Oh, this this is nice. And so I said, Well, which one do you want? <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, You can't uh. give me uh somebody's uh pictures. I said, Yes, I can. She mm -hmm. said, No, you can't. I said, Yes, I can because mm -hmm. they're mine. And she gave me the crazy mm. She said, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She stopped me from filling her orange. She said, wait a minute, wait a minute. She said, all those pictures up there on that wall are yours. I was like, yes, ma'am. I said, you see my name in the corner of them? She's like, wait a minute. Okay, if you do this type of work, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> and I told her, I said, it, I said, it pays wow. bills. And so she said, so are, do, are you mm -hmm. having any upcoming shows? I said, well, no, not really. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I really want to do uh, this festival. And I said, I said, but right now we're not, you know, they cut out overtime and stuff like that. I said, so I really, you know, maybe I'll do it next year. And so mm -hmm. she was like, so, so how much is it? I said, oh, it's $225. She's like, if you're serious and this is something that you want to do, she said, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll bring you a check tomorrow. So I looked at her, I was like, okay, mm. this woman, I ain't, I haven't been, this woman don't, like, know me, know me, know me, but okay. But I told God, God, if you open up a door, I, mm -hmm. you know, hey, he he's opening up a door. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I said, you will? She said, yeah. She said, if, if, if you're right. serious, I'll bring you a check tomorrow. And she brought me a check tomorrow for $225. And I explained to her that they have a, uh, a application mm. process and not everybody gets in or whatever. She said, I tell you what, if you do not get in and they refund you your money, promise me you will use the mm -hmm. money to buy art supplies. So, turned in right. my application and I called <laughs> my mentor. I said, hey, application and I paid an extra $25 because you pay an extra $25 to request to be at a certain booth. So I requested to be by my mentor mm -hmm. at Bacon Street so she can kind of yeah. uh, like uh, help me. So I sent in the money for $250 yeah. uh, $225 mm -hmm. for the booth fee and $25 so I can have a, a booth uh, by my mentor and I got in. Yeah. Now remember I told God wow. no matter what if he opens up a door I'll be at Bacon Street, right? Mm -hmm. You got to see that mm -hmm. mm. okay, I got it on. Sure What's up? Click. That's why I said I might need to be quick about this. See, so I told, so I told <laughs> God no matter what. And so I said to myself, this is my mm -hmm. first Bacon Street. 
you know, let me take uh, uh, some days off to get myself ready or whatever. So back then it was going to be like mm -hmm. uh, September the 20, uh, like 6th and 27th, right? So I requested mm -hmm. to have that Monday through that Friday off. My job mm. decided, well, you know, it's the end of the quarter and we need people to work or whatever. Do you know they only gave me Monday through that Thursday off, right? I said, uh, okay, not, not a problem, whatever. <laughs> so how about on my yeah. way to work that Friday at the corner mm. of 183 and Burnett Road, I got hit mm. from behind, and my brand-new mm. Kia Sportage hadn't even had it two weeks. Mm. Hit from behind. Mm. Now, I don't wow. care about no matter what. Wow. The concrete special is the mm -hmm. next day. Now, I done got rear-ended. Oh. Oh, man. So, wow. I'm like, and then the person who hit me <laughs> was the person that I went to school with. Really? Uh. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, the oh, department wow. came out. And I was like, I need to go to work or whatever, because mm -hmm. I've already used vacation days, Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. You know, they should have, and I'm saying to myself, mm -hmm. they should have just let me be off on Friday. Then mm -hmm. I wouldn't even hit them behind. So I went to work. And I told them, I was like, look, somebody just mm -hmm. back into me or whatever, and this and that. They went ahead and let me go home. So my neck started mm -hmm. aching or whatever. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. all right, no, I don't tell God no matter what. So I, I'm so I'm thinking to myself, mm -hmm. I need to rest, you know, because my body is already mm -hmm. hurting. And so not thinking, I I run like maybe one or two errands to make sure I got enough change uh for everything for the mm -hmm. concert or whatever. How about that night? I'm at the house, you know, trying to get myself mm -hmm. together because the pain is hitting me now. You know, I used to wonder about people who yeah. said, you know, whiplash and neck pain or whatever. I'm starting to feel it now. I'm a believer now. Those people wouldn't lie. This, this is what I'm saying yeah. to myself. <laughs> yeah. So I am sitting down. Mm -hmm. I get a call on the house phone, and it says APD mm -hmm. on the caller ID. No, uh, it just said APD. No phone number, you know, but it, it just said APD. Yeah. So I answer the phone. Was like, uh, yeah. Can I speak to London? Come speaking. Uh, Ma'am, uh, uh, do you have your do you have your purse here? And I'm like, what? It's like, I was like, oh. what? I was like, because I'm at the house. I'm like, what are they talking about? And I was like, you know, yeah. uh, have you lost your purse? That's what they said. I said, well, no. I was like, and they uh -huh. was like, okay. And so I hung up. They uh -huh. called back, ma'am. We have your purse. I was like, what? <laughs> I said, hold on, let me. Uh, you know, because I'm thinking, how, 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 did I leave my mm -hmm. purse somewhere? I go outside. Someone has broken into mm -hmm. my brand new vehicle and stolen my purse. Oh. So, oh. earlier that morning, I done got rear-ended. And later <laughs> on in the evening, about now, <laughs> broke into my brand new vehicle and I stole oh. my purse. What? So oh, they stole wow. my purse, but they didn't steal mm. my cell phone. The cell phone was up under uh, the emergency brake. They didn't stole my purse. So I'm like, what? So, mm. the, so the officer said, okay, we'll, we'll send a, a vehicle over to come and dust for prints. 
And so when the police officers get mm-hmm. here, I see all the glass on the on the driveway. I'm like, really? What? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you mm-hmm. know what? This is just, just crazy. And I could hear the end laughing. Ha ha ha. You're not gonna make it tomorrow mm. to the festival. You ain't gonna make it. Oh. And pain is wrecking, hit my body, mm. and completely dusting, mm. you know, the the door for for prints and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh my god! They gave me a little card for the police report and everything and this and that. And so I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. they brought. Guess what? And this is just the craziest thing. Mm. They bring me my purse back, mm-hmm. and in my purse. Is my business cards? That's how they got my. That's how they got my number. My art. Get this. My artist uh-huh. business cards uh-huh. are in there. A bottle uh-huh. of blessed oil is in there, because they said you know neighbors were calling <laughs> because their dogs were barking and stuff like that, and neighbors were coming outside, and uh, uh-huh. you know my business cards and stuff were all over the neighbor's yard. You know my papers and stuff mm. like that. So that's how they even knew to even call me. Because my wallet was in there, but my wallet yeah. was gone. So they stole my wallet. Mm. So I had to. So I canceled all my credit cards, mm-hmm. and I only had like fifteen dollars yeah. cash in there. That's it. So I'm like, I'm not, e- I'm not even tripping. Yeah. So I got my purse back mm-hmm. and the blessed oil, and they got my wallet. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so now I got to get mm. new ID and stuff like all that can be replaced or whatever. So now I'm really just going through. Right. Pain is hitting my body mm-hmm. from the wreck early, early that morning, <laughs> and now my purse done been stolen, and now my window is busted out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just, mm. I just need to go to sleep. I just need to go sleep because I just can't believe this day is even happening, right? And so my dad moved uh-huh. my, uh, my, my, my car to the backyard because we got a you know, fenced in, so we have a, mm-hmm. like a little driveway in the back. So he parked my vehicle back there mm-hmm. and then he put like um like a board over and stuff like that and so body pain is right my body's racked with pain now the instructions for mm-hmm. the, for the festival is you have to be there by 6 a.m for them to let you mm-hmm. in the barricades and it says on there if you're not there yeah. by that time there's no guarantee that you're going to get in my body is just mm. in so much pain. I woke up late. I said, oh, my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. after seven. I'm supposed to be there at six. Oh. I get oh. to, you know, access road of 35 to the barricade for 6th mm-hmm. Street. And he's like, well, ma'am, the death. Mm-hmm. I said, sir, if you look. On the back, do you see where my windows bust out of? He's like, Yes, ma'am. I said, if you look back there, you see my bumper is dented in. Mm-hmm. I said, all that happened on yesterday. And so I, my body was in so much pain, mm-hmm. I couldn't get here at six. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me, he said, Yeah, I'll let her through. Just let her through. Because I feel <laughs> I told God no matter what. So one way or another, right. I'm gonna be. At Bacanshi Festival, this woman and paid for me to be down here. Mm. I've got to be down here. So yeah. God let me in. Yeah. I was, I, I just, I mean, I was just like shouting in the car. He moved, he moved there. He said, like, "Y'all let her mm. on in." And so uh, my mentor was already mm-hmm. there. She said, "I was wondering what happened to to you." I said, "Well, I got in the fender bender. Somebody hit me from behind, and then last night my purse was stolen." She's like, "What?" 
I was like, yeah, so I was in so mm. much pain. Uh, my brother and my dad came down, and so they helped put my tent up for me. Because, like I said, I, I, I yeah. can hardly walk good. But I said no matter what. So yeah. I, the, right. the tent got up and everything. And the pain left my body. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, wow. This is, you know, I'm like, okay, I can bend over now and my neck stopped hurting. Mm. Like, wow. When the festival started, the pain left my body. What? And that that, wow. that 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 whole weekend just totally just like tripped me out. Like, what? So, yeah. So, I mm. did my very first Bacanshi festival in 96 because mm-hmm. I was crazy enough to believe God. God, if you open up a door, <laughs> I'll do this Mm-mm. And uh, no matter what, I'll be there. Did know it was no ma- involve you know what? a fender bender <laughs> and the vehicle being broken to the day before, but yeah. Right. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because you just gave me the title of this uh, of this uh, wow. interview or this conversation because that's what it is. It's uh, no matter what. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. <laughs> no matter what. And you know, it's funny because uh, we've been having some yeah. challenges even with this, our conversations, you know, um, and I'm going to, it's going to be an editing job for me, but no oh. matter what, this is going <laughs> up. <laughs> Thank you so much. for. This week in Black Renaissance, let's talk about Amanda Gorman. Yes, we saw her last week as the youngest poet laureate for the 2021 presidential inauguration. She bowled us over completely with her poem, The Hill We Climb. But listen, I don't want to talk about that because you guys can do research and you can find out about her accomplishments. You can go to her website, theamandagorman.com, find out all about you know, her book that she, she wrote and published in 2015. Uh, let's see, I'll give you the title of it. I believe it's called... The One for Whom Food is Not Enough. And you can find out about that. You can find out about all the uh, different types of merchandise, books, and whatever else that she has to sell. But that's not the purpose of this conversation. The purpose of this conversation is this. Here's a young woman that overcame multiple obstacles, one of which a speech impediment that would have derailed the the better of us, the best of us. And she used that to as momentum to get to where she is today, to become an activist, to become an artist, to become a poet, right? We talk about Black Renaissance, and it's in these ideas, in these, uh, in the words that we speak, because those words have action and they mean something, right? And so this is or she is the embodiment of Black Renaissance. And not only that, it's very fitting that she was named the youngest poet laureate this presidential season, season because we also have our first Black female vice president. Now, I've listened to many podcasts and different voices, and they all have 
varying opinions about what it means to be the first female black vice president. Is it really accomplishment? Does it really mean anything? Is she going to do something? Is she not going to do anything? You know, who knows? This is what I do know. If she does nothing else, if Miss Amanda Gordon Gorman does nothing else, they are they are the examples or the prototypes, the actual prototypes of what young black women can be. So now we cannot say that we've never had a female black vice president or someone that has sat that high in the Oval Office. We now have a, an actual example. That is something that is doable, just as when President Obama was elected the first and sec- his first and second term. It, was, it had now become uh, realistic that a black person could sit in that office. Now a black female can sit in that office. Right. And if anything, Lord forbid, should happen to the to President Biden, she is the next in line. Okay, so this it means it's huge. It means a lot because now we have a visual and we have an actual uh, we have an actual uh, prototype uh, and um, I don't want to say proof, but we, you know, we have a roadmap. This can happen. We have somebody, somebody who has come up from, you know, from challenging uh, situations and circumstances to become, you know, the youngest poet laureate. We've had someone that have come from mixed backgrounds and, and the challenges that that entails to become the first female vice president. This is Black Renaissance. And those powerful words that Miss Gorman spoke for the hill we climb, which she was only halfway done before the insurrection and then became motivated and inspired because of that incident and finished it that day. We are Black Renaissance. She is Black Renaissance, Miss Amanda. Madam Vice President Kamala Harris is black renaissance and through them we will continue to propel our communities and our culture forward and and we will overcome the restrictions that have been wrongfully placed on us for far too long Well, family, we had another awesome time with Linda Coleman. It's always great to talk with her, and she always drops nuggets, and sometimes I'm just blown away because she lets that spirit hit, and I'm like, oh, okay, I I hear you. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. (laughs) But anyway, awesome time with her. Make sure that you check out her information, all her socials, her website, where you can see her, see and purchase her art and her poetry. All of that is going to be in our show notes, as well as the information for Amanda Gorman, her website, theamandagorman.com. 
uh, website is going to be in the show notes as well. And listen, make sure that you like, you share, you subscribe to the Natural Soul Conversations podcast. Make sure that you tell a friend. Make sure that you definitely rate us on Apple Podcasts for sure, but anywhere where they're uh, where they allow ratings, please rate us. Give us five stars so we can rise, rise up in the algorithms, and we can be exposed to more people. And make sure that you come back next week because there's sure to be another fire topic. I don't know who I'm gonna have on the docket. I kind of have an idea, but they're always fire. So you gotta tune in every week so you don't miss out. And until we speak again next week. Love on each other, protect each other, and keep the conversations going.